Hello, everybody. Happy Wednesday. Michael Martin here. So if you're newer to the game and or you are trying a new strategy or putting on things in a risky market, you're obviously embracing risk, right? There's And we're talking about systematic risk. We're talking about unsystematic risk. And we're talking about industry risk. At the end of the day, you have to find a way to conquer your fears because most of what you're doing, the outcomes are uncertain. You have to play the probabilities, which is a guess, right? You hear people say, dude, I got to play the odds. But they're looking for deterministic solutions. They want things that are black and white. They want sure bets. So I find a big dislocation between what people say and what they think, what they know, what they understand. I think sometimes they say things, they parrot things that they've heard other famous people say but they can't really apply them to their life just because they don't have the emotional constitution to do it. They don't have the emotional intelligence to do it. That doesn't mean they can't get there. It just means that their growth is stunted, right? So don't smoke. Um, this is especially true for folks, whether you have several hundred million in assets or several hundred K, is that you have to embrace the uncertainty because that's what you get paid for. That's the risk, right? The uncertainty is the function or the possibility of bad luck, bad timing, or bad research, right? You have to accept all of them, even if some of them aren't necessarily your fault. It, that's Those are the rules of the game. But in the same breath, you do have the chance to maybe have create some alpha from your own unique insight or trading tactics, and you can benefit from good luck and good timing. And so, you know, they talk about taking the thick with the thin. I think it's challenging for folks, though, when they come through and they, they got smacked in their head a little bit and they, they've they lost their confidence. This is a, a trying time for everybody. If you don't know what you're doing and you had made an attempt and you lost money around it, you may have regret. One way that you can change that is to say, this is how you learn. If nothing else, you've learned what not to do. And that's as important in this business to know what to do. So you might have a ton of cash on hand, right? Say you're running half a billion dollars. And given the nature of risk, you might want to learn how to trade directional options. You might want to look and doing, since you're well capitalized, you might consider saying, well, I'd like to buy on a pullback but I don't want to miss the market, so how can I get paid? So you sell out of the money puts, you know, below the market, collect the premium, and you basically get paid for putting in that, uh, I guess that would be a limit order. So, you know, there's all different ways to do it. So you can be short puts in that regard, collect a bunch of premia. If the market sells off to the pullback price, you can get filled at the strike, and you get to keep the premium as the door prize um, in doing so. So that's going to try, you know, if you're trying something new in that spot um, and you're trading size, because in that level with the amount of capital that you have, you could be looking at, you know, tens of thousands to hundreds of thousands of dollars worth of premia over time. Um, but it's going to, you're going to need to embrace new feelings, right? Because those markets work differently than directional markets, you know, of the underlying but it brings me, it, it makes me think of a quote from Bonaparte, Napoleon Bonaparte, that is, and again, he said it 
with the masculine pronoun, but this applies to everybody, both binary and non-binary, he who fears being conquered is sure of defeat. This was a fancy way of, bon of Napoleon saying, you can't trade with scared money. He didn't know it at the time, and he couldn't say it as eloquently as I can. Um, he had other skills. Um, but the point being is that you need to look at your capital as almost like it's not your money. It has a different quality about it. It's, it's if you're coming from a certain type of upbringing and background and you start to think you have all this money in your account and what you could do with that money on the consuming side, right, you need to, you need to blow that up. First of all, savings is not equal to investing. You probably know that. Savings, in fact, is defined as the act of not consuming, just right as coldness is the absence of heat, darkness is the absence of light, savings is the absence of spending. So how would you like to be defined as the absence of something, right? I'm not a man, I'm just a person who lacks female genes. At any rate, you know, that's what savings is. When you start thinking about investing, you really need to look at that capital, right, separately from what you used to be able to consume. Now, for those of you who have means, it's the same principle. You need to think of the different quality of money now which could provoke a different emotional response from you in your risk management. So if you've been a long-only investment advisor and or portfolio manager and you want to introduce derivatives to your business, they behave differently. And if you're a parent, you might have two children who couldn't be more different than night is from day. So you understand this. So that requires that you kind of break out and stretch out of your comfort zone, right? But if you're doing it with scared money, I don't think that you're going to have success doing it because you're always going to try to satisfy your emotional need before you let the financial ones get met. And that's where it's unfortunate that people don't let the winners run, right? They can't take the, the pain of winning so much money, so they have to offset it because they fear that it's not going to be there tomorrow, right? To me, this is small-minded thinking. But at the same time, I know that's for me. I think that would be small-minded thinking for me. There are people who, who do short-term trading and they get in and get out and they do it very well. Not a lot of them. There's not as many as you would think, but there are a handful of people who have a knack. I think most folks, if you're just starting out, you're better off trying to play the longer game first and get success because it's easier because in the in the in the argument that time will heal all wounds basically which means if you take small risks and you go into a small drawdown the good news is that it's a small drawdown small drought drawdowns can be small moves to the upside more quickly than you trading large or putting too much size on or trading too frequently trying to think that you have to make the money quickly and get in and get out so i would let time be an asset for you in your directional trades for underlying securities. Time and options can mean a few different things to people, right? You can buy time, you can sell time. So I'm not talking about that. I wanted to confuse you. So if you are looking at commodity futures or if you're looking at decentralized finance and, and that, those markets are all very, very different, right? Um, it's an emerging business. It's still very, very new. And the players in that space, in my mind's eye, are still trying to figure it out as well.
So you have to you have to take you know the environment that we're in as as being un, un, uncharted territory here, right? Some of the people, can you imagine? You know, the folks in this business, they're making the rules up as they go. So you're going to get those types of results if you're dealing with those people. Is they're figuring it out on the fly. That can lead frustration for some of you who've been around for 10, 20, 30 years because if you're dealing with the commodity space, you know, those people are on it, right? The people that I deal with in the commodity space are sharp. They're terribly sharp. They're very bright. In some ways, they're brighter than me. And that's why they make good money is to they have great skills. Same thing on the equity side. It's There's no greater thing in the world when you're in this business managing risk than you get to deal with other competent people because it makes the process much more efficient, right? There's no slippage on any shape or form. There's not financial slippage. There's not emotional slippage. There's not people who say one thing and do another. They have good follow-up, right? So there's all these moving parts. When you're going outside your comfort zone, you have to understand that you will have blind spots there too just because you don't know. And it's okay, but that's how you learn. You will learn from experience. What I try to do on the show is basically, this is a, this show is basically an open diary of stuff that I think about or that I'm reminded of from my own life, if you haven't picked up on that. Who the hell needs a guy sitting here pontificating about stuff? Nobody. You know, awareness and mindset and your emotional constitution has so much to do with your success and how you stay grounded in all of it. And just realize that when you are a new, you know, if you're going to play Cortez or Vasco da Gama or Christopher Columbus uh, in this space, it's very, very valuable because there is value in being a prime mover in a lot of ways, um, both for the people that you serve and for your own sense of wisdom. And there's nothing that could actually, in when you think about it, if you want a confidence booster, try something new, right? Because it would challenge you to summon all your resources, right, to win on some level. Might not be next week, but even if it's next month, you tried something new, you have transition, trans, uh, what do they call it? Transitional skills from one trading style or one industry that you can bring to bear here and put your best game on, risk small amounts of capital, learn as you go. Worst case scenario, six months down the road, you've acquired new skills and you know the lay of the land. Knowing the topography, that's writ topography is a chapter in the, inner, the art of war, all right? So knowing the topography of where you are and what you're trying to do is absolutely important for, you know, your mission. Anyway, that's all I have for you today. I hope it helps. Don't trade with scared money and detach from what you can consume with it because that's not the point. Your cash, your margin balances, those are, it's ammunition. It's points in a video game. And your goal is to grow that money. And that means you need to take risk. If you have any sense of fear about you in taking risk, I promise you, you will undermine yourself. So that means this, if you are in fear about what you're doing, then don't do it. Wait until you can build your confidence up. How you do that, I don't know. I'm not smart enough. Just, I don't have any context as to why you don't have confidence in the first place. Maybe you took a destabilizing loss. Well, there's value in that because you'll never trade too big ever again. So just think of the hundreds of thousands of millions of dollars that you just saved yourself 
because you've learned from putting your hand on the stove, so to speak. You could always step, step your toe back into the, the lake here and trade small amounts of capital, you know, to get back into a groove. Because doing is the best way to, to get over it. But in the world that we live in now, this has been a hard market. There's been a lot of false breakouts. There's no wind in your sails. Nothing's following through. It seems like you're risking $5 to make 25 cents. It's like, you know, it's, but it's frustrating for everybody. It doesn't matter if you're a rookie. doesn't matter if you're an investment advisor in the Gulf of Oman. It doesn't matter if, you know, you're just doing it at home with a couple million bucks. You know, there's only one ticker for Disney, right? There's only one ticker for Tesla. And everyone's looking at the same chart. So understand that that's, the, that's a function of the environment that we're in right now. So you have to be judicious with the risk that you're taking. You could trade less frequently. You could trade smaller positions. There's a million ways you can mix and match things right now. But I wouldn't be taking big bets if you are, you know, trying to win it all back. Trading with scared money, you know, you're basically destined to lose it. It's just the way it works. The market will suss you out and your emotions are, will take over any type of smart financial decisions that you should be making because you're afraid. You can't make good decisions when you're in total fear. And I don't think you can make really good financial decisions if you are totally jacked up and ebullient about other successes in your life. You would take reckless, uh, you know, risks. So you want to stay placated. You want to be at the, you know, the zero point, basically, because it's just a business. And the money that you make is the result of following a process. So you can't say that the goal of trading is necessarily to make money which that's the end result that you need. But that, that money comes to you from following a process that you're emotionally connected to that's compatible with who you are, what you know how to do. And until you can find that process, you got to sit on your hands and wait, right? The only thing you can do if you're going to risk is risk small amounts of capital to kind of see. Why is that? Well, because 80% of trading is emotional and psychological, and you can't get that wisdom until you're risking real capital. So you can sit and overthink things all the day long, but it's not until you take the risk, right, that you can feel the feelings that risk managers feel when they're doing their craft. There's no way around it. But the minute you bring in an emotion, whether it's anger or fear or anything like that, it's going to amplify your actions to the point where you're sabotaging yourself. So now that you know that, you don't do it because no one's immune from it. Anyone can go on tilt, you see? And so to avoid being on tilt, it's okay to feel strong feelings. Absolutely feel them. If you feel rage, perfect. If you feel that you're in fear, that's okay too. They're all trying to teach you something. Feel your feelings, but you don't necessarily have to act on them, especially in the markets. The minute you're going to the market with an emotion, you might as well just give your, give your money away to the church. I mean, just give it away because you at least you'll have a better outcome. You'll give it to people who need it. You know, start philanthropy. And I don't mean to sound facetious or put a stick in your eye, but think about it. If you're going to go to the market to satisfy an emotional craving, you're going to get killed. It doesn't, it doesn't work any other way. All you can do is overlay your model on the markets and over a longer period of time, you know, take advantage of the positive expected value of your system. That will lead you to have capital. You see?
So the goal should be the, to, to, to find a model that works for you emotionally. That will lead to the outcome that you want, which is more money, you know, in the future than you have today. You know, in the inner voice of trading, I kind of document all the trials and tribulations that I had to go through to learn from. And some of them were very painful, but the wisdom that you get from the doing part is invaluable, especially since our risk management models for each of us will be as unique to us as our fingerprints. There's nothing more valuable than the experience of doing something. You know, and I figured, although I had a lot of successful trades and I was making money over that period of time, there's enough books out there that gloat on success and the how-to part of it. The how-to part of the business is honestly simple and banal. The harder part is getting to know yourself and to conjugate your actions with what you know how to do and what you can execute. And that's what I—that's why I wrote it. It was more of a memoir. Um, anyway, you can get the audiobook version of it for free at Martin Chronicle if you're interested, and there might be some wisdom you can, you know, take and use for yourself. Hope you can. Otherwise, I'll see you tomorrow. Thank you for being here.